Chapter 12 Shri Sai Sacharita In chapter 12 these are the leelas about Kaka Mahajane Dhumal and Mrs Nimonkar about the stretch of time that they may or may not stay in Shirdi Baba is Raja the Raj and it is totally dependent on him how long you may stay in his kingdom and not upon the will of the devotee Baba is all knowing and he can see the future and will always do what is good for his devotee then there is the story of the orthodox brahman mooli shastri who was devoted to golap swami however he thought that the dwarka mai was ole or unchaste and polluted and to his utter astonishment baba appears as golap swami himself There is also the story of the doctor who refused to bow to a Muslim Sai Baba. However, he was the first to rush to the Dwarka Mai and prostrate at Baba's feet as he sees his beloved deity Lord Shri Ram. So in this chapter I will give information about Moolya Shastri and Golap Swami and finally about Baba's unique way of feeding fruits to his devotees. staying in shirdi leela baba was seated on the throne in 1951 subramanyam took leave for a month and went on a pilgrimage starting with tirupati and from don he arrived at shirdi he was utterly disappointed at what he saw he had expected shirdi to be like heaven on earth his visit was to last for 3 days but on the very first day he thought of returning home after visiting the holy sites he marveled at the devotees who worshiped baba like the personal god while he felt that they were mere edifices and photographs then he met a family from andhra pradesh who spoke kindly to him and asked the purpose of his visit there was an elderly lady with them who had the power of soothsaying and had told many devotees what experience they would have during their stay in shirdi she also had the rare privilege of seeing baba instead of the idol seated on the throne during aarti she said that baba looked like a king dressed in velvet with a crown and jewels then the lady rushed towards subramanyam and spoke in hindi instead of his mother tongue she told him he was to stay in shirdi for 3 months and if he left prior to that the outcome would bring him immense misery she also assured him that baba told her that he would take care of all his needs and that he would have numerous spiritual experiences now subramanyam was in a dilemma as he still was not sure if baba really wanted him to stay for such a long period in shirdi he was concerned about the food arrangement and the room to stay in but when baba wanted him to stay would he not provide for him that day subramanyam was meditating in the dwarka mai when he received the same message from baba who asked him to extend his stay at shirdi for the next 3 months subramanyam was concerned that he would lose his job because of his extended stay and he knew how difficult it was to get it back he applied to the office for an extension of leave 
and was informed that his services would be terminated soon. Desperately, he went to the Samadhi Mandir and started circumambulating it, praying that Baba should give him some concrete sign that he was to stay. As he was circumambulating the Samadhi, it struck him that he should place chits before Baba and thus would get a definite reply. Then a lady from Chennai joined him and Subramanyam thought he would ask her to pick up one of the chits after they had completed 108 rounds. While they were circumambulating the Samadhi, he asked her if she would pick up a chit for him and she readily agreed. The gentle lady suddenly went to the center of the temple and stood there laughing hilariously, clapping her hands in utter bliss. So Ramanya was terrified at the sudden transformation and a large crowd had gathered there to watch her. A young military deserter from Rail Seema region got bewildered and taking some udi rubbed it on her forehead thus breaking her trance. The lady then burst out saying, "Why did you do this? I had the rare opportunity of being with Baba." I beheld Baba in dazzling radiant colors on the samadhi and both of us were playing there. He also told me that the chits were regarding Subramanyam's stay in Shirdi and that he was not granted the permission to leave until his period of 3 months were completed. Thus he got his answer specifically from the lady from Chennai who didn't know the purpose of his placing chits on the samadhi. Thus Subramanyam finally decided to stay in Shirdi as he had received confirmation from Baba. This leela was taken from Sai the mother Anusuya the amma. This is the life story of Pralad Ramchandra Moole Shastri. It was to meet Buddhi that Moole Shastri came to Shirdi and Baba gave Moole Shastri a marvelous experience that changed his life the leela of moole shastri is described in shri sai satcharita chapter 12 pralad was born around 1879 he was a learned man proficient in palmistry and astrology he hailed from nasik and his ancestors were gifted vast acres of land near vasapur that was seven generations before pralad orthodox in his behavior moole shastri strictly adhered to the ritual of sola that is after having a bath and donning silk clothes one cannot touch anything or anybody as it would detract from his sanctified state when he went to dwarkamai to meet buddhi he went to the sanctum sanctorum and took baba's darshan he was astounded to see baba's feet and the markings on his soul his professional curiosity was aroused he could not contain himself he asked baba to allow him to read his palm baba asked him to sit down in the sai satcharita chapter 12 it is stated that the dhwaja vajra that is thunderbolt and ankush god symbols are clearly seen on baba's soul baba asked him to sit down 
and later placed four bananas in his outstretched hand. In his characteristic humorous fashion, Baba told a devotee to bring okadai as he would don a saffron robe. Mool Shastri then returned to his room after proper rituals, sat for meditation and prayer. In the meantime, Baba sent Bhutti to get Dakshina from him. Perturbed and disgusted, he went to the Dwarkamai, and lo, his Guru was seated there instead of Baba. Mool Shastri was married to Venubai, and he had a son and a daughter. However, he was restless and wandered about hither and thither. He was affluent as royalty would consult him about auspicious dates and time to conduct business deals and paid him handsomely. He smoked a chillum and was very rigid with his rituals. Baba, however, changed all that, and before he left Shirdi, Baba gave him a poti, a handwritten book, much like the laws of Manu, on how to conduct oneself regarding family life. Unfortunately, the first few pages are missing, so one does not know the title or the author's name. This poti is handwritten by different people. Interestingly, the book was tailor-made for him and his lifestyle. It lays down rules and regulations as to how one should behave in the grahastha ashram or the householder. The laws about the different stages of life, including sannyas. Later, Mool Shastri settled down in Vazapur and led a peaceful, contented life. His descendants still continue the family tradition of making horoscopes and astrological predictions. This information was given to Sada by his descendants. Advayandra Saraswati Elias Golab Swami Right from infancy, Dundiraj Bhatt Golab had a preference for the quiet and solitude. His father, however, taught him palmistry and astrology. According to his father's wish, he got married and had a son named Ramchandra. Dundiraj, however, roamed about here and there and was totally detached from his family. But his wife was a responsible lady. She saw to it that Ramchandra was educated and later left him with Nattu Appa. Nattu Appa was well versed in palmistry, astrology, the Vedas and the Hindu laws. Under his tutelage, Ramchandra gained deep knowledge of all of these. Because of his proficiency, the royalty and the rich businessmen often consulted him. Thus, he was affluent and quite famous, and people flocked to him. Once his father saw his behavior and realized that Ramchandra was very fond of wealth, name and fame, he called him aside and gave him some updesh. After that meeting, Ramchandra's father became his Paramarthic guru and slowly his detachment for materialistic things, name and fame disappeared. At Tilbandareshwar temple, he started doing Mahārudra puja and Surya puja and Sandhya and Agni seva, along with his brahmanical duties. He continued the practice of astrology and palmistry. 
he wrote various religious books. Upon his father's insistence, he got married and had a daughter and two sons. His wife died after some time. Then he took up Agni Seva and married twice. However, both his wives died, so he gave up Agni Seva and took sannyas and was known as Advayandra Saraswati Alayas Golab Swami or Baba Swami. Finally, he met Swami Samarth Tafakalkot, who became his guru. Golab Swami spent some very fruitful time in Akalkot and he progressed spiritually very rapidly. Then he returned to Nasik and brought Padukas of Swami Samarth with him. He worshipped them and did seva to Swami Samarth. In 1887, Ashad 19, he took Samadhi. His Samadhi is in Nasik along with the Padukas. This information was got from the Golab Swami Mandir Nasik. Baba's unique way of feeding fruit to his devotees. Baba often bought bananas, mangoes, and various fruit from the vendors that passed by the Dwarkamai. He took out the money from his pocket and called the vendor and made the purchase. His ways were mysterious. He checked the fruit for blemishes, and then, like an ordinary human being, higgled and haggled and brought the price down. But when he paid, he often gave twice or thrice the amount agreed upon. The vendors knew that Baba's purchase of their fruit was a blessing for their future, and they made it a practice to pass by the Dwarkamai, calling out loudly. Oftentimes, Baba fed the devotees with morsels of fruit, like a mother sparrow feeding her chicks. He had a unique way of doing this. He would take the mango in his hand and squeeze it gently and roll it between his palms, and then give it to the devotee, who, when he sucked it, got the pulp and juice, and only the seed was left behind. He peeled bananas and broke it into small pieces and holding the devotee below the chin, put morsels into his mouth. This he did by putting all five fingers in the mouth. Baba once told Dr. Gavankar, The right hand is God's hand. The thumb is dharte, that is Mother Earth. The index finger is the Sadguru. The middle finger is Brahma, ring finger Vishnu, and the little finger Mahesh that is, the Trinity. When having a meal, say Govinda, that is, take the name of Lord Krishna, then eat, placing all five fingers in the mouth. If any of the fingers are not inserted into the mouth, then Govinda will fall. The instructions could be analyzed with reference to Baba's verdict that the index finger is the Sadguru. The index finger is used for pointing or showing the direction. The Sadguru always directs his children on the right path, both mundane life and, most importantly, in the spiritual life, that is, the inner journey. The first three fingers represent the Trinity, which have to be given respect. The inner meaning could be that Baba is directing us to understand that one can make the inner journey 
only when one knows that the soul, the chetna, the parabrahma, who is the soul, creator, protector and destroyer. The thumb, being the dharti, is the source of food, which is the source of the jivatma. On consolidating these concepts, one gets a clear picture as to why Baba said that all five fingers ought to be put in the mouth. If any one finger is left out, Govinda will fall. That is, Govinda is the food or the Jeev Atma will fall. Shloka 14 of the Bhagavad Gita states, All beings subsist on food grains which are produced from rain, and rain is produced by the performance of yajna or sacrifice, and yajna is born by prescribed duties. Know that the prescribed action has its origin in Brahma, and Brahma comes into being from Ashara, the indestructible, infinite, supreme personality of Godhead. Consequently, the all-pervading, infinite transcendence is eternally present in acts of sacrifice. It may be given to understand that Anna, or food, is Parabrahma, and one should not allow it to fall, as the fall indicates the falling of Govinda, symbolically the fall of the Jivatma. The fall down of the Jivatma means that we are getting caught in the slush of the Bhavsagar, thus bringing about one's own downfall. This was taken from Shirdi Jisai Baba, written by Dr. K. B. Gavankar. Leela, Jutinder Tarkad and Watermelon Jutinder Tarkad once visited Shirdi during summer vacation. He went to the Dwarkamai in the afternoon, and Baba made him sit close to him. It was very hot, and many devotees had come to worship Baba. Just then, a vendor brought a basket of watermelon, and Baba bought the whole basket. Then he took one melon and cut it, and distributed it to the devotees, but omitted giving Jutinder a piece. At that time, a well-dressed gentleman with two servants in attendance came to Dwarkamai. He had severe diabetes and was advised by someone to go to Baba for a cure. Baba took a slice of melon and separated the pulp from the rind and gave the pulp to Jutender and the rind to the gentleman. The gentleman was offended by this and said, I am not a cow or a goat to eat the rind, and he left in a huff. Thus, he lost a permanent cure of his diabetes. Baba turned to Jutender and said, Bhau, you eat the rind, as the gentleman finds it very offensive to eat. Jutender immediately ate the rind, and he was filled with astonishment, as it was infinitely sweet. It was softer than the pulp of a banana. In fact, he had never tasted anything like it before. Jutendra did not suffer from diabetes until the age of 72, when he passed away. This Leela was taken from the live experiences of the Tarkad family, written by Virendra Tarkad. Reggae and Bananas 
Rege and Baba had deep Rinana Bandhik ties and Rege came for Baba's darshan at a very young age. On one of his visits, he was sitting with Baba in the Dwarkamai when a devotee bought a special variety of banana which had a red peel. Rege was delighted to see them as he was very fond of them. He knew Baba would distribute them to everyone and Rege would also get a piece. Actually, the appealing red peel was what attracted him. Baba read his thoughts. He peeled the banana and gave the pulp to the other devotees but excluded Rege. Then he gave the peel to Rege, saying, Khao, khao. Rege knew that Baba loved him deeply and that there was a lesson in it. He gulped the skin like a bull. Baba gave him two more peels and he swallowed them with relish. Then Baba said, Arre, I have not given you a piece of the banana. Here, have some. Baba peeled a banana and held it at his mouth. So, Rege bit off a piece. Then Baba took a bite from it and the two of them finished eating it. Rege was thrilled to eat Baba's Uchista as it was a blessing. And so he also realized that Baba was teaching him not to be attracted by the external appearances. This Leela was taken from the life of Sai Baba written by Narsim Swamiji. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter Om Sai Ram.